Hello, everybody, and welcome to Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their very weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert, and even though I said movies, I believe Brantley has a non-movie type description for us today. Yes, it's a TV show. Brantley's going to talk about a TV show. Is it Baywatch Nights, Brantley? Because we already no. did that one. I don't know if you recall, and I watched some of those episodes now. So it's, we also uh, we did another TV show lately or recently. Uh, it was that weird uh, Steel, not not Steel, but like the guy was a superhero or something. What's yours today? Dead Man's Gun. There's a whole TV show called Dead Man's Gun? Yes, and the concept is amazing. Okay. I don't know. I can't speak for the quality of the show. Haven't watched it as per the title of the podcast. Right, right, right. But yes. the concept is fantastic. This sounds... I'm just going to mention that the idea of someone using a dead man's gun, and I'm just going to say maybe there's some supernatural stuff going on because we are talking about dead people. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit Winona Earp, which I do watch and love. So that I'm just bringing that baggage into this cool this predates that but cool no yeah i get that okay set in the mythic old west so it okay. also predates that in you know in universe right right, right. maybe this is the prequel <laughs> this series uncovers the legend of a dead man's gun forged in hell yeah it's yeah a hell gun <laughs> that grants whoever possesses unforeseen powers with usually dangerous results oh so this is this like an anthology Series? As the pistol passes from person Ooh. to person, the lives of those who pass it are forever transformed. I love this right? idea. Why are we not? How awesome is this? I'm sure the show does not live up to the hype I get about it. I'm really, I really want to watch it, which is why I want to do this this recording session as soon as possible. I mean, how bad could it be? Okay, I if it's it could be boring. That's the worst thing. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I've st- just recently. I'm working on a thing about cop rock right now. Have you ever heard of cop rock, Brantley? In my head, it is rock and roll about police officers. It's a ni- It came out in 1990. It it was a police procedural with music, like singing, interspersed, and it's a very serious police procedural. With that's either awful or amazing. It's weird, right? <laughs> and TV Guide put it as like the fourth worst television show of all time. But the thing is. I started watching it, and it was weird, and it only lasted for, like, 11 episodes. Mm-hmm. But it's better than watching something that I'm just sort of like, oh, this is fine. It's another episode of Bones where they're definitely hunting down the killer, and, I mean, this is not my thing. I'm sure Bones is fine if you like it, but this, this at least is like, it's definitely going to shake you out of your <laughs> day-to-day malaise. <laughs> Read on. All right, the first episode we're going to go into, which I had to find episode... Descriptions that were more than a sentence. Right, so right, right. It's like, person A finds the Can gun. Can you tell me when this came out, by the way? I just, no. No? Come on. I'll, I'll look it up. What is Dead Man's Gun? Yeah. I'm sh- I de- that information is out there. You you read, though. Okay. The first episode is The Great McDonald, which I believe is the first episode of the series. John Ritter is The Great McDonald. It's a <laughs> okay. very well-chosen episode title. It's, I, I mean, McDonald is just such a weird name. It, it, this came out... When did this come out? Dagnabbit. Guys, IMDb, just tell me on the... I have to... 1999. Oh, this was not super recently. Wow. Also got two seasons, I want to point out. Yep. Okay. In the opening episode of the three-part pilot, a shifty trick shooter who relies on smoke and mirrors, in quotations, and a little buckshot to provide a decent show. Yeah, I mean, he's a performer, guys. Yeah. Like, deal with it. But once he gets his hands on the dead man's gun, he realizes he no longer needs any illusions. He's suddenly a crack shot. 
Oh, that's what they were using in that. Uh, uh, what's the name of that movie where they curve the bullets? Uh, wanted. wanted. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the they one. They just gun. all had hell guns. <laughs> they got they got real common by the time the 20th century rolled around. And when shooters come gunning gunning for him, he has no problem dealing with them until the dead man's gun has its way. So it has its own agency. <gasps> well, yeah, I, it was obviously one of these trinkets that. You know, want the activates. soul of the person who gets a hold right, of it. Right, yeah. right. It takes you, it pulls you in further. Sort of like a, like a, a, in my, in my a genie. Head, in my head, it works like what? Well, in, not literally in the genie myth. Oh, but gee, I'm I, saying, I understand what you said. Yeah. In my head, it works like Christine, the car. I haven't seen Christine, so I don't okay, you have basically, to explain that. Guy gets car. Guy really likes car. Guy becomes obsessed with car. Car turns him slowly into a psychopath that wants to murder for car. Okay. Car is also maybe possessed. Only this we know is a magic gun that was forged in hell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Christine was, like, uh, otherworldly as well, right? It's sort of like a view of Kate, where there was some stuff that's messed up about yeah, her. Yeah, like except, she's... you know, the creatures from the mist aren't coming out of it. And she's actually a physical guard that... The opening shot is her coming off the assembly line. Okay, so she was built here. What, what's really cool is that every other car in that line is all white and she is red. So it's just... Immediately, it's, it, there's no indication that they... Of why they would make that one red. It's just a cool visual. Just randomly, she's a red car. Which it's also a book, by the way. I assume, have you read the book? I haven't read the yeah. book. Yeah. Okay. Is it, does the book start with that as well? Uh, I don't think so. It okay. might. I, I don't think it describes her as red at the time. The book also implies that uh, she's actually possessed by her previous owner and she's not just an evil car. Whereas in the movie, she straight up murders her dude as soon as she comes off the line. <laughs> so next up, we have Snakefinger. All right. The... I, I this did get two seasons, but I'm I'm questioning the the wisdom of the naming of the episodes because both the Great McDonald and Snakefinger are just funny names. Stuart Snakefinger. <laughs> this is also named after an alias. <laughs> I believe this is the last episode okay, of season. But I one. do got to go back, like back to the Great. No, McDonald's. no, 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 no. Just to what I said earlier, like oh, it is Gina. better that you called it Snakefinger and not Stuart. <laughs> okay, if you just named <laughs> Stuart, even that would be kind of interesting. If they just like theme named like just the first name of everyone who gets the gun, it'd be really boring after you know the first one. Here's I have this vision of a, a, a television series where the episodes are named after different occupations of mm-hmm. people who are somehow related to the show. Right? Maybe it's an anthology series. Right. But the first one, the pilot episode. Is pilot is about a pilot, <laughs> so it actually. I always hated that whenever like your first episode was just named pilot. If you're gonna if you're gonna be lazy and not come up with a better name than that, then actually make it about a pilot. That's that's my stand. <laughs> that's the Albert Berg motto. When you're making a television show in the that's first your episode, motto? Yeah. that is what drives your life. <laughs> that is the standard by which you live. <laughs> I say, write it down, son. Take this one to the bank. It'll never prove you wrong. If you're going to make the first episode of a television series, make it about a pilot, and then when you call it pilot, it'll make sense. My son does not wonder, understand me. I wonder if the first episode, first episode of Wings was called Pilot. I'm going to be really disappointed if it wasn't. I don't know. I've never seen Ray Wings. That show's about pilots. Yeah, I get that. Anyways, Stuart Snakefinger Akins is a professional safecracker by trade. So his nickname makes sense. Okay. It's got okay. Fingers. I don't know what a snake. Uh, snake finger. What a. 
what a safe cracker is going to do with a gun. I mean, I get that he's a criminal, but... Who's had no use for a weapon until he finds the dead man's gun. In a safe? In a safe, yeah. Are these all... Like, I, I don't know. I really hope they lead into each other. Yeah, yeah. Because I know one of the ones I read previously was The Collector. Okay. And he wanted the gun, and then, you know, things happened that, but it was like a sentence and a half long. Okay, okay. Um, if these all, like, lead into each other... That would be fantastic. Like, uh, with uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David type style, that would be amazing. The sheriff's the sheriff on his heels has no hope of catching this tricky thief who is right under his nose trying to get to the, at the latest, unbreakable safe through the bank owner's disinherited daughter. It's a long on, run-on sentence. Also, we're in the Old West here. Yeah. So, like, safe technology had not gotten real far at this point. It's they're still kind of hard to get into. Oh, I, I get that. I mean, I'm sure that they were doing the best they could. Also, you know, the the sheriff's looking for him, so he's trying not to be obvious that he wants the safe. Okay, okay. I like that it's treating it like it's just it's an addiction to him more than he needs the he wants the money. You get that it's like, rush. It's you, an unbreakable safe. Goes like, why'd you have to put that word on there? Now I need it. I, yeah, I, he's I got like that gun that. on his hip. Probably like, I imagine like he's got a number on there somewhere that like glows a little bit. There's something that glows, but just for the camera to see. Okay. Sure, the gun's, yeah. gun's going to like poke him to be reckless. What color do you think it glows? Is it red it's or gotta blue? Red. It's got it's to be red, but maybe like a kind of a yellowish red, so it kind of looks like fire. In in Winona Earp, the the gun like the barrel has sigils that are carved all into it that glow right before she's going to kill a demon, which is pretty cool. Cool. So he's trying to get the, the unbreakable safe through the bank owner's disinherited daughter and grandson. So they like they're disgruntled about being disinherited, and they're like, "Well, I'll get you in there. I can't crack the safe, but I'll definitely get you in the room with it, if you know what I mean." Well, using I don't know. I'm the I'm the daughter, and I don't know why I sound like this. I've been drinking. Do not start smoking cigarettes, okay? I'm only 27. I already had a triple tracheotomy. I don't even know if that's a medical thing for real, but uh, this is hurting my voice, so I'm gonna stop doing this voice. Have you seen the Venture Brothers? <laughs> no. There's a character on there who, in the first couple seasons, is the monarch's girlfriend named Dr. Girlfriend, and she is voiced by a burly, deep-voiced man. Okay. And she's just full-on lady, and they have a bunch of jokes about that. Including, at one point, she's in a bathroom, and someone talks to her, and she goes, Yes, I'm supposed to be here. I just smoke a lot. <laughs> and meanwhile, Brock Sanson, every chance he gets, he goes, like, I'm still looking for, for surgery scars. So I was going to say, she must do real bad in West Virginia, huh? <laughs> Transgender bathroom joke for the win! <laughs> That political commentary will never get stale. I'll, I'll be sad if it doesn't, actually. <laughs> It'll hurt me in my soul. <clears throat> Anyways, using them, he gets access to the bank. But his trickery backfires when the boy locks himself in the airtight safe. Okay. So he's he's getting a, a, the daughter and a her He gets son? in there and he gets it open. And the kid gets in and locks himself inside. What is Presumably the- she'll open the thing for him. So he's like disappointed he didn't get to break into it. But he's like... At least I get the money. This is this is all fine. The story is fine. I don't know what the gun has to do with it. Is the gun going to happen at some point in the story, or is it just sitting on his hip, like sort of? I think it's whispering. Yes, yeah. whispers about <laughs> maybe a little more interesting whispers than that. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can never really tell what the whispers are in those things. Yeah, no, it's like there in is, Latin or something. There is one game I can't remember. What, I think it's a Turok game where it has those in a level, but if you track them down, you can find the the point where it issues from. It's just people going, spooky whispers, spooky whispers, spooky whispers. And it's great. <laughs> so only Snakefinger has the ability to break the child out before he suffocates. But will he blow his cover to help another person? And if he does, 
Will the sheriff forgive him? Like, of no. a safe-grabbing way, I mean... The sheriff will not forgive him! It's the old West, he might. Yeah, maybe. Law was a little more, eh, because there wasn't as much oversight and there wasn't the internet or TV. So, in this, I just want to know, in this scenario, where there's a, there's a kid trapped in the safe... In my mind, he's already gotten some money. Well, no, 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 that's, that, that's fine and everything. But is the sheriff there? Like, is the sheriff there looking at him and he's like, Well, I, I imagine... I can crack the safe for you. I think she immediately runs to the ser- sheriff as soon as her son blocks himself in there, presumably with the key. Okay, yeah. So the sheriff is the there, sheriff though. the sheriff is here, though. So he has to make the... the I, he has to decide to either... It's more interesting if he has money already, because then the gun's just like, Take the money, run. Take the money, run. Because the gun's trying to turn people into bad people, I assume, since, you know, forced in hell and all that. Right, 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 right. It's probably sending people there. It's just like a yeah. recruitment method, basically. Yeah. We need more dead people. More <gasps> evil. And then Satan has an army of people who know how to use at least one gun. <laughs> 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 they can all use a revolver. The, an- the angels in heaven are like, they take a make in the last I was like, wait a minute, they have guns? That's they're, not cool! God, what's up with these flaming swords? There's this story online that is... Really interesting, and it's like the end of the world happens. It's time for the war on he- on Earth between heaven and, earth and hell. Yeah, right, right. But the way it works is that time moves more slowly in hell. So when they show up, they've got swords and things, and they start attacking. And then so like someone launches a nuke and takes out half their army. Like, whoa, okay, these people are nuts. Peace. We'll Wait. just rent part of the Earth, the one you already nuked. So they actually have peace with hell, and the angels are like, we don't want no part of that. Those people are crazy. Like, they're coming up with swords, and we're just firing off the AK-47s and the like. Okay, I always thought that an angel would just be sort of instantly kind of immune magic. to yeah. bullets and whatever, because... But it was, just, it, it was just an interesting story, because it set up this whole, like, kind of economy between hell, earth, and heaven. Yeah. And you don't really want to think about people in heaven using an iPad. Or, like, <laughs> you know, technical nuclear <laughs> weapons. <laughs> it just feels Can wrong. Can the Archangel Michael just, like, te- texting Lucifer, just like, you are butt. I haven't seen that show, The Good Place. I imagine they probably do that stuff up there, but in there. But anyway, what do you? What else you got? Next up, we have we have the Judgment of Joe Dean Bonner, which is a short one, but it's really cool. I, I like this title too. Fine. Yeah. I mean, Joe Dean Bonner is kind of a dumb name, but like you put the Judgment of anything, and it's pretty cool. So Joe Dean Bonner is a professional killer who cares for nothing but himself. All right, which is not surprising. Is there yeah, any kills for I mean, money? he does kill people for money. After his latest killing. He rides into a strange town populated by only one man, from whom is he it like a lot of the same dude, or just it, just it's this guy just by the himself? One guy. Like everyone, my version was more fun. <laughs> from who he obtains the dead man's gun from? All right, uh, yeah, okay. So now he's stuck in this town with the gun. He doesn't. He doesn't need the gun, right? He. I mean, he's a professional killer, unless he was using knives all this time beforehand. Or maybe like that one guy does. Like he keeps killing the guy, and the guy comes back, and it's like implied he's God or Satan. Okay. That'd be cool. Not in the description. No. So I can assume I'm kind of projecting this part. But this, that would be fun. Yes. Yeah. It reminds me of... Uh, no, Purgatory. Uh, Have you seen the movie Purgatory? No. It's a Western movie where this gang kind of runs in this town. I think I've told the story before on the podcast, but and it's just populated by these people, and this one of the gang members, the young one, who's not really been into the murdering uh-huh. a whole lot, he just wanted to be in a gang because he's reading the dying novels. Right, right. He starts recognizing people from the novels... And there's like Billy the Kid, there's Jesse James. And oh, is, right. Yeah, you yeah. did talk about this before. And they're there to sort of they have like to live atone 10 for their years. sins. They li- they're, they're the people who are kind of bad, but they're not super bad because they lived in the West, and they're just like not super bad for the West. Yeah, yeah. So God gives them a 10-year br- uh, chance to prove themselves to live without sin or violence. 
Right. And then, you know, this gangster outlaw town shows up and starts shooting at everyone. And then they're finally like, screw it. Going to go have fun. Especially Bill the Kid, who's played by... Uh, Good talk. Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> All right. In our last episode we covered for this. Oh, wait. What, what happened to him? He just got the gun? Yeah. From a one guy... You said that was interesting. It is. It's, it's cool. The guy's by himself, but then he's just like, and then he gets the gun. What does he do with it? I know. He's stuck in this town, presumably with the one guy he keeps trying to kill over and over again, who is probably God or Satan. No. Okay. I'm veto on that one. I'm, not, right. on, I'm not on board with that. I'm so sorry. The, the last episode from Dead Man's Gun is Four of a Kind. Okay. Card. This, this one is like the best title we've had so far. I'm just predicting that it's going to be about a card shark. Okay, look. The titles were either good or they had good descriptions after them. Okay, fair we enough. We didn't get both. For example, The Judgment of jo- uh, Joe Dean Bonner. I mean, you you were on board with that. I one, was, so. you weren't. I apologize. I, I, I get Don't apologize the, for your opinion. No, I'm just saying I didn't want to make you feel bad. I, I, I'm standing behind my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Years after the town hooligan. Remember like episode three when we had hooliganism? Sorry, I just <laughs> I just remember that. Nostalgia, guys. That was like a year ago. You know, there, you used to be able to make a really good living as the town hooligan. You know, you didn't even have to have a college diploma in hooliganism. And, uh, you know, my grandpa, you know, he, he lived his whole life as a town, town hooligan and he retired. You know, he had extra money put aside and, like, the, the, the hooligan incorporated treated him right. And nowadays it's just, it's all gone downhill. They have these, you know, gig hooligan economy for lack of a better word, you got the hooligan app on your phone and you just, like, call somebody up and, like, the the way that that's all managed is just... I, I mean, it's great for us as people, as consumers of hooliganism. I understand that, but, like, really you got to think about the damage to the workers. I want you to know my beard dragon is looking at you with judgmental eyes right now. <laughs> uh, continue. <laughs> I, just, I just needed to get out, you know, that impassioned... Years after speech. the town, hooligan and three of his men murder a young woman's husband. Simply for beating them all at poker. It's the West that happens. Yeah. He was probably cheating. I mean, he may not be. No, he may not have been, but I'm just... I mean, they probably screamed that he was their, cheating. From yeah. their perspective, it's like, how did you win? Clearly, because cheating. It's he not took because... all our money. <laughs> I feel like if that guy had just been like, you know what, guys, actually, I will let you have your winnings back, they probably wouldn't have shot him. I mean, he's a hooligan. He probably jumped straight to bullets. That's That could be true, too. <laughs> Years after that, she returns with the dead man's gun. The, the continued use of the dead man's gun when there are actual dead people in the... Like, it wasn't his gun, I don't think. Could have been. But, like, it's not I always... I mean, whoever the first man was to have it, he yes, is presumably dead. But there is a dead person in this description, and I, I, I don't think this is his gun. I mean... To be clear, in the description, dead man and gun are all capitalized. Yes, I understand what you're saying. But I get what you're saying, where it is slightly confusing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she shows up with just his gun. <laughs> it's just like a non-sequitur episode. <laughs> <laughs> we just thought we'd have a little fun with the title. <laughs> anyway, she, we didn't say which dead man's she gun She shows up with the dead man's gun, seeking revenge. Has she been training with this gun? Do you think she's been out there, like, shooting at rocks every day? I really hope that she was, like, in the previous episode if we're continuing with the idea that these lead into each other. Right, right. Or maybe it was her husband, like, from the previous episode. It's like the stinger, she gets the gun. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool, the stinger of each other. It's like uh, the movie where the guy time travels. 
I don't know what you're talking about. Which movie? No, no, the no guy, movie. The, the Time the TV, Machine? The TV show, no. Uh, Sliders? No. That, Quantum Leap? That one. I haven't seen that. I just okay, was the, saying the names of, of every, time travel at the episodes. end of every episode, he jumps into another <clears throat> point in time, and that sets up the next episode. Okay. It doesn't always lead into each other perfectly, but at least an episode they had filmed for that season. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that in my head. Now. I just, I, I'm really on board with this sort of Lady Vengeance slash Batman story we have going on. Like, really Old West female Batman. I mean, she probably doesn't with have an outfit. With a hell gun. But she does have a hell gun, yes. And she's just like, the, I'm gonna, I'm sick of these criminals. They're plaguing my city streets. Nope, it's straight up murder. Because she leaves an ace at each dead man's side. Soon, oh, so it's, oh, it's Batman and the Joker combined. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously not the Joker, but like, and soon got that sh- card game motif. So, like the Royal Flush Gang. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know they, what that they is. They are a uh, DC gang who are themed after the face cards from from playing cards. Okay. So you have the King, Queen, Ace, Jack, Ten. Sometimes. Does the Joker like ever show up with them? Occasionally, they also fight Jonah Hex sometimes. And Batman at the same time, and it's kind of implied that there's time travel there, but it doesn't go into it. It's a weird episode of Brave and the Bold. Fair enough. <laughs> He's just in the Old West, just fighting Royal Flush with Jonah Hex, and then that's the cold open, and then it cuts to him back in Gotham later. <laughs> it's a good show. You should watch it. I Maybe I will, but I want to find out more about this lady seeking revenge, or is that it And for her? soon, a showdown is set up with the hooligan and his son. So he's retired from hooliganism and now has a he son. Passed on the fam- he passed on the family hooligan business to his he's, son. He's, like, teaching him, but, yeah, he's, like, kind of right. settled down. It's like in um, Django Unchained when he uh, is taking his first bounty. Right, right. And then he shoots the guy, and then the kid runs at him and just screams paw. Because from his perspective, his dad just got shot for no reason. It's like yep. that. So with the kid, she's the bad guy. You know, he's learned to be a hooligan, but she's the bad guy because she's murdering what are his ki- probably adoptive uncles. I'm leaving playing cards. He's like, she's some crazy lady with a hell gun. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Yeah. And she has to make the decision of like, what am I going to kill this man in front of his son and continue the cycle? Because really that's what it's about, right? And she's seeking revenge and the cycle of revenge will like, he'll want to hunt her down later on. And the gun knows that if she, if he kills her, or if she kills him, then either she's going to keep murdering people, which is probably feeding the gun some way, probably eats the souls of the people it kills. As well as, you know, the people who die holding it. Yeah. Or the kid's going to wind up killing her, and then, hey, he's got a new host. Or it's got a new host. I like this. I like this setup. It's not particularly funny, but it makes for great drama. I know. This show sounds awesome. It's also, it was on Showtime, so it's probably decent production quality. I have to check this out. Is that it for this episode, Brantley? That's it for a dead man's gun. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like this show... Uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get an exclusive episode each month. Uh, there's some other cool options on there as well if you've got like a stupid amount of money. <laughs> um, and yeah, that really helps us out. If you don't want to do that, just tell a friend about us. If you like the show, tweet it out. Uh, just share the love, man. Share. Follow the show on Twitter. Follow, yeah, we're at, uh, at TWDWCast. TWDWPod. And we'll see you guys next week. Uh, my throat just got real. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch. Are we doing Batman next? I'm Batman. All right. I've seen those movies. <laughs> we can't do them. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. I'm going to grab a good drink. Before, I mean, I'm already recording, but... Sexy behind-the-scenes action. Unless it's not posted, then...
you know, whatever. Yeah, I do edit these. Yeah. <laughs> I try to make them flow as well as possible. Without... Somewhat professional. Yeah. Not super, because keeping it loose is fun. Oh, yeah. But we also don't want to just slapdash. Uh, I don't believe in slapdash, ever. I, I hate... The, the I, My least favorite word in the world is try hard. Like, I hate that as, uh, like, a, a, a criticism. Like, oh, what a try hard jerk. That poor guy who posted about how he likes his slightly overweight wife or whatever. I mean, I, I, I understand that the criticism. That, that t- tweet you were about in reference yeah, to? Yeah. I, I don't know what the story behind that. It's just some, it just went around this meme of this guy posting like, my wife is a little bit overweight and I used to get a lot of crap because I like the fatter girls, but I sure do love her. And everybody's just like, you jerk. And I do get, I get that like he was just sort of talking himself up and mm-hmm. like slightly nagging his wife. under 100%. But... That crime was not bad enough for the entirety of the internet to jump down <laughs> this guy's throat. Like, he's just a little bit of a douche. I think there's... There's a lot of them out there. You just found out about that one guy. I think they're kind of at the point where they still don't like Trump, but they're just... They need something else. They're kind of getting bored of just being hate the Trump... The, the hate the Trump game. Right, right. Because that's all they've done for, like, the past six months. Yeah. So, even if they don't hate that guy, he was, like, a drop of water in the desert of Trump hate. I mean, that's fair, but Trump signed up for that. He's a public figure, and he has been for a long time. The dude this, posted on the internet. I don't... I it's don't essentially ag- screaming yourself from the rooftops. I do not with a megaphone. agree with that. Like, posting Actually, a, a stupid thing on Facebook. Speakers. I'm sorry. Publicly, public shaming does not work for me. No. But... Hello, everybody, and welcome... <laughs> sorry. Okay. I, I might Go. cut some of that or put it at the end, so... Yes. Go. 